quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle, and I have a lovely guest here today who has a parenting question. So Kimberly, welcome to the podcast. Can you introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Kimberly. I live in Italy. I have two two little girls. One is three and a half, and the other one is 10 months old. Lovely. Okay, <laughs> good. So you've got kids about the exact same age difference. I think my kids are two years and 10 months apart. Yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's fun right now. <laughs> Real fun. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, lot of laughs over there, I bet. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's hope we can get a few more. Um, so tell me, what's your parenting question? What are you struggling with? Um, so at the moment, whenever my three and a half year old daughter is having a a bit of a hard time or a tantrum or just hard feelings over something. Um, and I'll just come to her and I'll try and empathize with her or just say like, I know you want, you want the candy or you want to do this, but um, yeah. it's really hard. Mommy's saying, no, she immediately shuts down and says, don't talk to me. Stop talking. Stop talking. She'll do as much as cover my mouth with her hand. And she just doesn't want me to talk. And then she'll have probably about a few hard minutes of screaming at me not to talk. And then she'll sit on my lap and she still doesn't want me to talk. <laughs> so I don't really know how to proceed forward Yeah, um, with that. I don't know. I mean, I can take a guess as to why she's doing it maybe, mm-hmm. but yeah, like it's, it's really difficult to. Yeah. Okay. I, I can, think this, this is not <laughs> trying to connect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there we go. Right. We want to connect and we've got this kid screaming at us to stop talking to us. So it's like, it doesn't seem yeah. like easy. Okay. So, um, I think this happens a lot with kids. I see it a lot. It's not uncommon. Your daughter's not 
out of the realm of normalcy and in, in what she's doing. Let's rewind just a little bit. How long have you been doing connected parenting? Are you doing connected parenting? Yeah. So basically I've been respectful parenting from trying to anyways, the best yeah. I can from day one. And then trying the connective parenting probably for the last year, uh, as well as a little bit of both. But um, yeah, I've never punished, shamed, given her consequences that are not, you know, within what is going on. So tell me about the consequences. What do you mean within what's going on? So things like if she colors on the wall, I'll say it looks like we're having a hard time using the crayons properly. I'm going to take this away for now. We'll try again later. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. So I think that is part of respectful parenting. It's not part of connective parenting that we don't take things, (laughs) we don't take things away (laughs) only because, and it's very, this is very, you know, minutia, right? But the only reason that we don't is that it starts with the crayons, then it ends up with Mm -hmm. the, you know, the next toy, then it ends up with the, the favorite blankie, then it ends up with the iPad, then it ends up you're grounding them, then you're taking away their free time. It just feels like if you use that, it ends Mm -hmm. up being something that you have to continually use. And Mm -hmm. that I don't know if it keeps a child from coloring on the wall. Now in the moment we can put our hand there and say, I'm not going to let you color on the wall anymore. Like, you know, I'm going to hold your, hold your little hand here, or I'm going to put my hand on the crayon. I'm not going to let you color on the wall. And I'm going to sit here and listen to you while you're upset about it. And maybe we can talk later about what should we do with the wall? It's drawn on now. What can we we fix it? But I try to stay away from taking things away. Do you think your child is strong-willed, your older one? Oh, yes. Uh, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Strong-willed, high-spirited, little sassy pants, like just her teachers tell us that she's spicy. So oh, yes. Okay. Well, if the teachers know, then it's, it's, it's in the books. Um, and is she sensitive? Do we think? In ways? Yes. Yeah. So sometimes when, I do. And then sometimes I don't. So, right. But she's displaying some sort of sensitivities to something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think she's sensitive to shame? That's a good question. Um, I think, Yeah. I feel like everybody is, but yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think everybody, nobody likes to feel it. No, she shows it in different ways. Like she might just walk over to something and hide for a few minutes. Right. And then we'll go over and we'll say, hey, what's going on? Like, all right, come back over here. But things that you wouldn't really, like I I wouldn't think are shameful. Like, (laughs) right. Like we're having dinner now. It's time to sit down at the table, please continue to eat instead of put your feet in your sister's face sort of situation. Didn't word it like that, but so, so correction. just, yeah. She doesn't like to be corrected. So this is often what I see is these strong-willed spicy kids are kind of <laughs> sensitive too in some ways and are really adverse to shame or they can't, you know, they can't really take correction. It doesn't sit mm-hmm. well with them. So when we yeah. take the crayon away or we tell her, don't do that to your sister, they might go to shame a little more readily than another kid because they think that those things are a personal attack on their, on their selves, on their psyche. Mm -hmm. So I would try to stay away from those things because they could be corroding the connection relationship that you have. 
So really okay. trying to, instead of, you know, telling her we're going to take things away or trying to correct her, especially with her sister, because I'm sure there's some like resentment there too, you know, with the new mm-hmm. sibling to really mm-hmm. stick into connection instead or saying, you know, like when she's, instead of putting your hand on the ground, you could say things like, what little girls over there who ride on the wall are going to have to have a lot of kisses. I'm coming over there to give you so many kisses. And then we also, you know, very slightly put our hand so that that child isn't writing on the wall anymore. We're creating a boundary, but we're doing it with play and connection mm-hmm. so we can take the shame out of it. Mm-hmm. You can do the same thing with her sister and the sh- and the feet. You're like, stinky feet? You can't put stinky feet up here and while we're eating? You silly girl. Let me see those stinky feet. Let me smell them. Mm-hmm. Ooh, wee, they smell so bad. Can we, you know, instead of calling her out, which you're not calling her out in some sort of like crazy way anyway, but I think because Mm -hmm. of her temperament, it might be pushing her the wrong, in the wrong way, pushing her buttons. I can definitely try that. (laughs) Yeah, try those things. And then, you know, when we infuse more connection, she might be more apt to receive your empathy. Mm -hmm. And that might create a better environment when you're coming to her when she's having that hard time. Mm-hmm. She did something really interesting with that whole piece a couple oh, yeah. of, well, yesterday, actually. She had her, her don't talk to me moment and said, sit down, mommy. And I sat down and she sat on my lap. And then as soon as she was done, she turned to me and she goes, okay, mommy, say the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> she knew it was going to happen. <laughs> She's prompting you. I love it. Well, the thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering too, do you do daily special time? Oh, yes. Oh, okay, yes. good. And yes. she's in control. She a lot of that. <laughs> but is it yeah. is it announced and you say you are in control, you get to do whatever you want for 20 minutes? Yeah. So once her her sister goes down for a nap, I'll say, okay, let's, you know, you and mommy, let's play. What do you want to do? What do you want to play now? So she... She gets a lot of it. <laughs> okay, good. She might, well, I was just saying, because she's trying to like be in control. We want to make sure we give her a lot of control because yeah. she looks yeah. like she, she needs it. She needs it. Yes. No, I definitely try and give her options in every aspect. Like it's time for bath. Do you want to do frog jumps or do you want to do this? Like, um, yeah, <laughs> just to try and get her to the bath. And yeah, she gets a lot of options for things, but it's, it's hard. <laughs> no, when you do options... <laughs> I mean, sometimes when we do options, we we want to do like, do you want broccoli or Brussels sprouts for dinner? And that's not oh, really like, like yeah. <laughs> not, neither are good options. <laughs> if you ask if I want Brussels sprouts or cake, I'm definitely going to have a, yeah. that's a choice. But sometimes we'll, we'll give two bad choices and be like, my kid doesn't want to do the choices. And I'm like, well, you have to actually give them a choice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Time for a short break to acknowledge our sponsors. Because of them, you're able to enjoy this podcast without paying a dime. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, Alpha-Lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics, and an 80-20 whey to casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. 
What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her responses or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I used mylifeinabook.com to compile my own stories to give to my daughters for Mother's Day. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code PEACE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code PEACE for 10% off today. Let's dive back in. So the other thing that I was going to talk about is that when we go to listen to a child's feelings or upsets, what do we, what's our goal? My goal is really to figure out where all of that came from, the root of it. Because it's not always just because I said, please don't do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, there's always something underlining it. But, oh, that was another thing the other day. She, I said, you were angry. You were angry at mommy for taking the crayon away. No, mommy, I wasn't angry. I was sad. <laughs> so like trying to figure out what exact emotion they're having to try and connect them with. That's how you're feeling right now. And label the emotion basically so they're I don't know she's able to describe what she's feeling a little bit better towards me and and when she's able to do that she might be able to figure out how to work through it herself eventually yeah okay I'm of a different philosophy and thought when it comes to that I know there is that idea out there my my thought and philosophy is that you're definitely right like there's there's something's going on right she's not mad Mm -hmm. about the surface issue. It's definitely probably something below here, especially if she's really mad. But I try to um, not, I, I, I figure it out if I can, right? If it seems obvious or if they tell you or whatever. But I think my main goal when a child is having feelings is just to let them have their feelings, however they want to mm-hmm. have it, whatever it looks like, however it's expressed. And I'm not really trying to figure out if they're angry or if they're, or if they're frustrated or if they're sad. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to have them name the feeling because the naming the feeling takes them out of their limbic system, which is their um, emotional core, and it puts them into their prefrontal cortex. And if you take them out too soon, they're not going mm-hmm. to have enough time to process the actual feelings. And then they're trying to look for the word to satisfy us because we're asking them a question or proposing a certain you know, feeling, and now they're distracted out of their feelings, so they're not fully processing it. So the way I okay. look at it is that my only goal is just to be the safe container for feelings. And if it looks mm-hmm. like mommy, don't look at me, don't talk to me, don't do anything, that that's the way she wants to come to her feelings, that that's totally mm-hmm. okay. And then in fact, yeah. 
we see many kids act like that because they just want to be mad instead of Mm -hmm. having to express why they are mad. They just want to be mad. And they might not even know if they're mad or if they're sad or if they're upset or if they're frustrated. To be honest, I don't even know in those moments if I can rationalize what my feelings are. Mm -hmm. Even as an adult with a fully functioning and, and mature brain, Later on, maybe, yeah, I can probably figure it out. But I don't think mm-hmm. at, she's three. Yeah. Three yeah I don't think at three, Almost. yeah, or even at four, or even at 10, <laughs> or even at 15. <laughs> you know, like, I don't think they yeah. truly, truly know why they're upset. And sometimes they want to satisfy us. So they'll tell an, a, an answer. But I love how she said, no, I wasn't mad. No, I wasn't mad. <laughs> I was sad. And she was so yeah. smart. Like, she she knew that. But I wonder if that took her out of her feelings and she wasn't getting to the whole tantrum. Mm -hmm. So I would say she's, you're you're doing perfectly well because she's able to say, mommy, don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. And you can just say, okay, I'm right here. I understand. I will not look at you. I will not talk to you. And just let her be super mad at you. She might even say, well, tell me the thing. Well, say it, mom. (laughs) She might just want to be mad about everything. Like if you do it, it's not going to be right. If you don't do it, it's not going to be right. If you don't do it exactly how she wants it, it's not like probably in that moment, nothing's going to be right. Okay. (laughs) Try that. Try just, yeah, I would just let go of all of this other stuff and just say, I'm just here. I'm just listening. That's all I'm doing is I'm just listening to the feelings. And Patty Whitfler, my mentor, she says 80% of being with a child in their in their tantrum is listening, that only 20% really is talking. And that the empathy and the being there with them is actually, that is the connective piece because it's presence and connection is eye contact and physical presence and attention and, and empathy and all of these things. And that you're actually creating connection by just being there and being okay with her not being okay. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely makes sense. I mean, you could try it that way and see what you think and practice and see like, do you like naming the feelings better? Or does this feel like maybe she's able just to have the full fettered, Mm -hmm. deep, deep, deep tantrum? Yep. No, definitely. I'll try it. I mean, been doing because she's not let me talk. (laughs) Yeah. So I just sit there with her and then, and then once everything's sort of silent, I'm like, okay, going to talk now? (laughs) Well, yeah. Do you revisit it or do you just let it go? Um, It depends on the situation. If I try to revisit it later, she completely changes the subject. She doesn't want anything to do with what I'm talking about. She'll, she'll talk about something that happened at school or make up some story like about a dream. So <laughs> that's the shame piece for her, right? That's the same as like walking away during dinner or whatever. Yeah. And I think, you know, they say that kids learn most of their morality, you know, the basics by about two. And so mm-hmm. she already knows like she didn't want to be yelling and screaming and putting her hand over your mouth. She really didn't. Mm-hmm. She just didn't know what else to do. But I think I would avoid mm-hmm. revisiting it with her. Okay. Yeah. It's it. I don't really do it often because it's, not fruitful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But she does, she will say a few hours, sometimes it's half an hour later. She'll just say, I'm sorry, mommy. I'm sorry for 
hitting you or I'm sorry for screaming at you. Like sometimes she'll apologize for it. Yeah. Um, Amazing. I can't. Yeah. (laughs) That's good though. If I try to revisit it, it doesn't really work. No, but that's incredible because she's doing it of her own you know, consciousness Mm -hmm. and she's doing it, which is means that that will just increase over time. If you hold enough space and don't revisit it and just, I kind of be like really neutral around it. What happens is, and then they go into their own internal guilt and remorse Mm -hmm. and they act on it by apologizing. And the more you allow her the space to, when we revisit it or whatever, and then they go to shame, then they get out Mm -hmm. of that internal remorse place because they go to the shame place. Yeah. And so allowing her to get to that internal remorse by just kind of being present, but calm and not having too much stake in the game, I think will allow her to get there. Okay. You're on your way. And she's, I love, (laughs) she's like, she's telling you how to parent her. Yeah. She's she's definitely. Don't talk. Now talk. Do this. Do that. I mean, she's telling you what to do because that's what she needs. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> she's good. Well, yeah, she's spicy, like they say. <laughs> good. They're not they're not easy to parent, but they're lovely kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I wouldn't want it any other way. <laughs> no. Do you have a, any other they questions say, or any any other things? Um, I do. So I'm not sure. I I'm just interested to hear your take on it. I think yeah. I know the reason for it, but yeah. Sometimes if if, well, not sometimes, a lot of the time, I'll tell her, you know, we'll use the feet again. Yeah. <laughs> she likes to stick her feet in her sister's face while she's eating. And I don't know why she does it, but she'll, she'll, the feet will come up towards her sister's face. And I'll say, Camilla, put your feet on your chair. Your feet belong on your chair. And if I do it again, so she, oh, asks, she says, if I do if it I again, do it again <laughs> yeah, if I do it again. They will please don't do it again. I've asked you not to do it. I love her. <laughs> but if I do it again, and then sometimes if I, because I'm not going to say the traditional, do it again and find out. Like, right, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> I just kind of, you know, humor her and say, well, if, you know, if you do it again, then mommy might have to move your chair over here and then you'll eat next to mommy instead of next to your sister. And then she'll, she'll and then I'll say, no, mommy, I didn't want you to move me. Like, it's like she plays it out in her mind first to figure out she's going to do it again. Uh, yeah, so, maybe. Or what do you think she's looking for in that moment? Because she's continuing to engage you. <laughs> I know you're going to say connection. <laughs> ah. She's looking for me to connect with her. But sometimes I don't really know how to, how else to connect with her. Yeah. When we go through that situation, like drinking uh. bath water, well, for instance. <laughs> yeah, she, it's like she does it because she knows it bothers me. So I'm going to pay attention to it. Right. She knows she's going to get a response from you. And so she's, she's doing naughty things just to get a response because she's looking for the response. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And so instead of giving her the, not negative, it's not a negative response, but it's definitely not a connective response. Instead of giving her the response Mm -hmm. you're giving her, let's give her a connective response. And then just continue on that connection train for a minute with her. So like if she says, if I do it again, I'd be like, if you do it again, I'm going to have to nibble on those little tiny toes. They're okay. so yummy for me. Let me see them right now. 
let me see those little toes. And then you nibble on them for a minute. And then you say, oh, and I want to nibble on your fingers and I'm going to nibble on your ear and I'm going to nibble over here. Oh my gosh, I'm going to nibble your entire little body. And you kind of stick in with the connection there for three, four, six minutes. So you satiate her desire to feel connected to you. Okay. I would do the same thing with the bathwater. You're going to drink the bathwater? No, please let me drink the bath. I've been waiting all day to drink the bathwater. Can you let me drink the, give me a cup of that bathwater. And then you you pretend to drink it and you dump it out and you say, oh my God, oh my, that was so yummy. I love that bathwater. Give me more. Like she's looking for you to connect and engage with her. Just give it to Mm -hmm. her, but do it in the most positive way you possibly can. I think if you did that every single time she's bidding for your attention, it might Mm -hmm. simmer her because then she's going to get the connection and she won't like, she could have been doing the foot one in the same night Mm -hmm. that she's doing the bath one because she's continuing to do it because she doesn't feel the she's not satiated with connection enough. Okay. That makes sense. No, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Play sense. amazing. It can be very uh, powerful tool. I use it with my teenagers. (laughs) I used it with, I've heard, I've heard it on your podcast. (laughs) I used it with Pia this morning. I was like, it was her, it's her birthday today. And I was like, oh, somebody's having a birthday. And she's like, don't come near me. I have to do my hair. And she was all cranky. And I was like, oh, I love little birthday girls. I'm going to crawl in your little hair. And I just was like all over her. And then finally, after like 10 minutes, she cracked a smile and she leaned in for a hug. But it took a minute. Like, a lot of people will say to me, well, play doesn't work. And I'm like, play doesn't work if you don't like actually commit to it. You have to mm-hmm. like stick in there and keep doing it and be repetitive. And like, you can't be like, oh, here, let me do a, a thumb war. Okay, now we're over. Now do what I say. Like, it can't be manipulative and it can't be short-lived. It actually has to be a genuine bid for a connection. Mm-hmm. And okay. she's the perfect age for it. And so- I did use play with the hitting when she was two. <laughs> oh, good. And how did it work? Please it did, it did work. It did work. Eventually she stopped. So it did work. Thank so you. It came, it came back once baby sister was born, but. <laughs> well, that makes complete sense. It's a fear response, but I'm so glad you're saying that because some people will tell me like, it doesn't work. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Actually, I think it really does. But you have to really stick mm-hmm. in with it. it. I mean, it was definitely hard getting smacked in the face and be like, I'm going to give you kisses for that. <laughs> <laughs> It's so counterintuitive, isn't it? (laughs) You're like, am I psycho? What am I doing? I should be reprimanding this child. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad it worked. And then you always have it to keep falling back on, but you can use play for almost any behavior. Really? Yeah. If if they're not too far gone into a tantrum, play is super helpful. So I think for her, like really staying away from all correction. She probably yep. doesn't do well with that. I would just get rid of correction completely. Okay. And use play as like a connective intervention instead. Okay. Yay. We're <laughs> great questions, Kimberly. Well, thank you so much for answering me. Of course. <laughs> Giving me your view. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, just a different perspective to think about and try and, and see what you think as you go forward here with this sweet little girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, good. start tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got a whole new pedagogy coming. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let me know how it goes. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. And hopefully, I'll see you somewhere in this crazy online world. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.